Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Weekend Teacher, a podcast created to make your job easier, a podcast with the intention of helping you have more attentive students and more engaging lessons. Today, we'll be talking about using classroom space to help learners learn. As the leader of the classroom environment, the teacher is like a set designer. It's your job to manipulate the setting, including tables, chairs, floors, walls, ceilings, audiovisual equipment, food carts, and any other object. You manipulate and move them in a way that will facilitate learning. The first thing to ask is what do I want to accomplish in this class? Once you have the answer to that question, you can also ask, how can the setting make learning easier? What's a distraction that gets in the way? What needs to be removed from the room? Because there are certain advantages and disadvantages to almost any arrangement, your task is to pick the one that best fits your lesson and resources. If you're in a classroom with movable chairs and no tables, there are some useful ways to configure the room. One large circle of chairs might be the best option if your group needs to look at each other during the lesson. Another option would be to create several smaller circles for small groups to engage in dialogue during the lesson. Then there's always the option of putting the chairs in rows facing the front of the room. This can be useful for classes that use presentation software or depend on lecture as a primary teaching strategy. However you set up your room, remember to be intentional about what the arrangement communicates. If you think it doesn't really matter how the chairs are positioned, imagine how your class might respond entering the classroom with the chairs in a large circle facing outward. There might actually be a time for this. Some classrooms use tables in their arrangement. This can be useful if you're expecting your learners to write something, or if you have food and drinks that are a part of your class. One thing tables provide, especially round tables, is a ready-made small group if you need to move back and forth between presenting at the front of the class and using groups for discussion. But there's more to classroom space than tables and chairs. The walls and ceilings are valuable real estate in the teaching experience. They're like a blank canvas waiting for someone to splash with color. My dentist has learned this lesson. If her patients are going to be staring at the ceiling, why not place an image of a tropical island paradise in their line of sight? It seems the least she could do to make the experience more pleasant. Well, how could you use posters with images or poster board with quotes to support the content of the day? What would single words scattered over the floor do to inspire curiosity and enhance the lesson? How would participation be encouraged if you had as many puzzle pieces as you had students? and placed one piece in each person's chair, inviting them to work together in uniting the pieces. Or you could use names of Bible stories that must be arranged in some order, say chronologically. The possibilities are limitless. Pictures, posters, and other decorations do influence thinking, mood, and learning. In a class discussing the identity of Jesus, I printed off 15 different depictions of Jesus, of various nationalities and at various times in his life. I then taped these images to the walls of the room before the class arrived. During the lesson, I invited the class to move around the room and consider each image. After they had a chance to do this, I invited them to stand next to the picture they most connected with. Jesus as shepherd, as teacher, as a boy, Jesus cleansing the temple or on the cross, the resurrected Jesus, etc. And I asked students to explain their selection. In preparation for a series on Romans, a classroom was covered in Romans quotations printed on a poster board. 
These poster quotes were scattered across the floor, taped to the walls and tacked to the ceiling. You might ask why the haphazard arrangement? To bring attention to them, of course. A final variation on this thought is to let the students join in the process. We can invite the class to participate in influencing the environment through the creation of art or other artifacts that in some way assist in a theme for the room. Small children especially enjoy seeing their artwork displayed in their own classroom. So the next time you're setting up your room for class, take a look around and imagine the possibilities. I'm Dr. Houston Heflin. Until next time, remember, how we use classroom space impacts what they learn. I welcome your feedback and I'd love to hear from you. Maybe you have a question you'd like to hear discussed on The Weekend Teacher or another topic that you think would be relevant. Feel free to email me at theweekendteacher at gmail.com.